0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Monica Brooks, your host of Becoming a Better You, and today we're going to be talking about grief. I knew nothing about grief, apparently, until recently, so I'm going to talk about that experience. I do want to say that I have a few clips of Corrine from some of her videos, which I'll explain in the podcast, so if you're not in a good space to listen to something like this, please just save it for another time. But with that, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Becoming a Better You podcast. My name is Monica Brooks, and I'm a self improvement enthusiast who is eager to share tips and strategies to help you become the best version of yourself. As an inspirational speaker who transitioned from a corporate career, I'm here to guide you on your journey towards enhancing your overall human experience. If you're ready to take the first step towards becoming the best version of yourself, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Do you think it's possible to become a better you through grief? One of my sweet and dear friends, Corrine, recently passed away. Never had I ever lost anyone in my life that I was close to. I'm going to share with you how we met, how she passed, and also how we can grow through grief. I usually like to speak from my heart on my podcast with minimal rehearsal, but for this episode, I did write out my words in order to express them clearly. So if it sounds like I'm reading, I totally am. Writing things out has helped me through my grief. And I also feel that talking about it is a way for me to cope as well. I'm not a grief expert by any means, but I can share with you what has helped me. I also want to share with you a recording of what I was able to say at Corrine's celebration of life. And my hope is that through my grief, you can find comfort too. Prior to Corrine's passing... I looked back and I felt like I was kind of living in this bubble, not really realizing what the world had been experiencing when they lost someone they loved. The days following Corrine's passing, I did not like the way that I was feeling. I was angry, sad, frustrated, confused, just to name a few emotions. And I tried to put into practice all of the things I had worked on these past five years. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Breathing. I tried to change the way I was thinking, like what I was thinking about, in order to escape these emotions. But nothing was working. I really was not in a good place. Then someone mentioned the word grief. Sure, I knew the word, but I did not really understand how heavy that word really is. One of my friends explained grief as a tunnel, and I had to go through it. There was no other way out. I had to go through these emotions. I had to feel all of the feelings. Another friend explained it, that it was more like quicksand. The more you try and get out, the more you sink. Sometimes you just need to sit in it and just be. Those words helped me realize that there wasn't an easy way out of this. I needed to feel it all and be absorbed in it. These analogies made perfect sense, even though I still wished for an easier way. I decided to drive to Corinne's Celebration of Life in Wisconsin. I listened to Anderson Cooper's podcast on the way called All There Is, recommended by a friend who was also working through grief with the death of her father. It was evident that her grief helped me through my grief. I can't put into words how much this podcast helped me cope, as did so many other people I connected with online. One person expressed how she grieved her mother's death for 15 months. I found comfort in hearing and learning about other people and their stories through grief. It was as if grief was this tangible, messy weight you had to lift and carry. But people were like, I've done that too. I'm going to tell you what's helped me carry that weight. Throughout my drive to Wisconsin, I paused often and reflected back on some of the big chapters in my life. And grief was definitely there, but I hadn't really named it. One of those chapters being cancer and feeling all of those feelings, just being angry, confused. It was so unfair. But with Corrine, it felt different. It was this visceral reaction that I had, and I would sob uncontrollably. I didn't understand why I felt this way for someone. But maybe I'll back up so you can see how our friendship developed. I didn't know Corrine when she was first diagnosed at the age of 31. She was in her third trimester of pregnancy when she received her cancer diagnosis, stage three, triple negative. Triple negative breast cancer is treatable yet. It is the most aggressive kind of cancer. Corrine delivered her baby at 36 weeks, which was a Thursday and began chemotherapy the following Wednesday. Can you imagine that having a newborn being diagnosed with breast cancer? And now you have to go through chemotherapy. Kareen then continued with a unilateral mastectomy and radiation. The story of how we met starts in September 2021. I received a message from Kareen on Instagram. It said, hi, beautiful girl. Stalked you majorly and I have to let you know you're so inspiring. Thank you for that. Love following your journey. How are you doing? The message continues, but that opener could easily wrap up Kareen. Always calling me beautiful and always asking how I was doing despite what she was going through. We continued to periodically chat through Instagram. November 2021, Kareen messaged me and asked how I was doing. I said, meh. She responded, oh, girl, if you'd like to talk, I'm here to listen. I said, you're so sweet. Are you on Marco Polo by chance? She said, of course I am. How else do you think I socialize as a stay-at-home mom with two little kiddos? And so we began to Marco Polo. And if you're not familiar with Marco Polo, it's an app. And what you do is you can connect with other people and you leave video messages back and forth to each other. I record a message and Corrine watches it when she has time and then she responds with a message. So we went back and forth like that for two years. Then Corrine saw me post about my fitness activity. She responded, what? You have an Apple Watch and we aren't fitness friends? Adding you now. We also connected on Goodreads so we could keep up with each other and what we were reading. Corrine and I chatted about everything under the sun. Cancer life, kids, parenting, friendships, marriage, even at times how high our electric bill can get in the wintertime. There wasn't anything off the table. With Corrine it was a safe space. I learned so much about her and we had a lot in common. Even some of the oddities, like we both love tattoos with skulls. We both wanted to be a teacher when we were younger. We both married our Prince Charming. Parenting was our passion. We were really good friends to other people. And we were both extremely positive. In one message, she called me her soul sister. So sometimes I feel silly talking about how I became friends with someone online and was able to grow close to her. It's hard to explain our friendship because it was over an app, text messages, and brief phone calls. But I love that girl, and I do know she loved me too, and we express that often to each other. Corrine was in remission two years out from her original diagnosis. But then on August twenty second, 2023, Corrine left me a Marco Polo. I could tell simply by the first few seconds that she was concerned about something.
1: Hi friend, um, I kind of want to come on here and talk about myself for a hot minute, but you are somebody that first of all gets it, um, but you always always
0: say the right thing.
1: <laughs> so I think I just need to hear from you.
0: Corrine goes on to explain that at the beginning of June, she started training for a half marathon. She was on her third or fourth run when she fell. She started physical therapy for her lower back and had some slight tingling in her leg. The physical therapist explained that it should go away. It started to get better, and she continued training and working out. A month in, she woke up in excruciating pain and went to the ER. The ER doctor did x-rays and an ultrasound and found nothing and chalked it up to muscle spasms. One day, she ran seven miles, and her leg continued to hurt, and she finally decided to stop training. She continued to have problems with her leg to the point to where she couldn't walk because it was so painful. Her mom told her to call her oncologist. He ordered an MRI, but for insurance purposes before a bone MRI, she needed a bone scan. And this is where she started to freak out. She had always associated bone scans with cancer, hence the video she left me. She was getting her bone scan the following day. She sent me a video on the way to her bone scan.
1: Hi. I'm on my way. Um, I kind of feel at peace with it.
0: She was confident it was just coincidence with her training for the half marathon. But sadly, she did find out that cancer was in her bones. This led to another scan called a PET scan where it could look for cancer anywhere else. Corrine soon found out that cancer was in her liver, leg, back, pelvis, and brain. Corrine had to have her port put back in to start chemo again, as well as gamma knife for the 9mm lesion on her brain. October 10th, Corrine texted me and said she had major regression thanks to the chemo. There was still cancer in her liver and spots in her bones, but the reduction of cancer spots in her liver was decreasing, and we both shed tears of joy. October 18th, Corrine sent me a Marco Polo from her closet. Her labs were all over the place. Her tumor markers were high and she was scared. I learned through Corrine that being a stage four survivor, you go through a lot of highs and lows through that. Sometimes you get clean scans and that looks great and things are looking good. And other times it's not so great. And she experienced a full spectrum of emotions being a stage four metastatic breast cancer survivor. Throughout all of this, Corrine would find blessings along the way. She would say how blessed she was to have the care that she needed or how awesome it was that she was so close to such good care. She was never blind to the miracles she experienced. Corrine and I had talked often about meeting up in person. We finally decided for the springtime, but something started to tell me I needed to see her sooner. And so I moved my trip up to February. February. One of my last texts to Corrine was on January 10th. I told her, if anything comes up and you don't fill up to a visit, I completely understand. Corrine responded with a lot of capital E's and K's that says, eek, nothing will come up to want me to keep you away from me, LOL. Like I said, you'll become a part of us during that time. I've always been mindful about giving people space, and Corrine made it clear also that she had a hard time talking because her liver was enlarged and it was pressing up against her lung. Side note, that did not stop Corrine from trying to work out. She even, that day, had spent five minutes on the treadmill even though she was having a hard time breathing. That girl loved her fitness, and in a way, borderline stubborn in all the best ways possible. So I sent her a few brief texts that I was thinking about her, but she didn't need to respond. Corrine passed away on January 29th, 2024. You can read her full story on her GoFundMe page, which I'll link in the show notes. But I want to share with you some of the words her family wrote on her GoFundMe page. And I want to share with you the power of those words and how it can impact you today. They explained that on Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, she bucked up. Gritted her teeth and received what would be her last infusion as we prayed fervishly that this was our miracle. The thing we overlooked is God was already answering prayers in countless different ways, and miracles come in all shapes and sizes. Hospital staff were in disbelief she wasn't experiencing any pain. Miracle number one that afternoon, we decided the hospital wasn't going to define kareen's story; she wanted to leave, and we were ready. They prepared her to be discharged to go home and be comfortable. Miracle number two. This was a relief and made her feel like she was in her happy place, the comfort of her home. She was able to spend time with her babies, husband, and family. Miracle number three. Corrine was even able to witness her little man turn three and open his presence. Miracle number four. Did you catch those miracles? She didn't have any pain. She was home and comfortable. She was happy to spend time with her family. And she witnessed someone she loved open their presence. How many of those miracles have you experienced? How many of those have you considered miracles? Or do they simply feel like an ordinary event? So many things can go wrong in our day. Yet, we don't always appreciate when they all go right. When you get to lay your head down on your pillow at night. I've grown in so many ways through this grief that I felt. My eyes are now open to the miracles that occur even during these difficult times. At Corrine's celebration of life, I sat there in the audience thinking, wow, it's a miracle I'm here. Out of all the things that could have happened or went wrong, whether it was car issues or the weather, or I could have been sick, I said, I made it, Corrine. I'm here. I want to now share with you words I was able to speak at Corrine's celebration. I didn't know if there was going to be an opportunity to speak, but just in case, I prepared something. Her husband, Nate, ended up opening the floor to anyone who wanted to share something about Corrine. I hesitated for a few seconds in case there was someone really close to her that wanted to say something. It felt like I waited a long time, but it was probably more like only five seconds, as The awkward silence filled the room. It felt like I floated on stage without giving it a second thought. And here's what I said.
2: Hello, I'm pretty sure nobody knows me. Um, I'm Monica Brooks and I came from Ohio. Um, Corrine and I were breasties. So we met through the breast cancer community. And um, of all the people I've met, we decided to Marco Polo, um, starting about two years ago. So if you're not familiar with Marco Polo, it's an app where you can send video messages back and forth to each other. So we had a great friendship over the app, and I had plans to be out here two weeks from today to see Corrine. Um, so I'm so happy to just be able to make the drive up here and to like learn more about her and her friends. Corrine once shared with me that uh, when she was younger, she had wanted to be a teacher, and what she didn't realize is that she's going to be one of our biggest teachers. I'm a believer that everything we go through there is something that we can be learned that can be learned and here's what Kareen can teach us today. She has taught us that the ones we lose too soon are the ones we learn the most from. We learn from the good ones, the best ones. We don't learn anything from the criminals who sit in prison. They simply pass without us even paying an ounce of attention. But with Corrine, she has our attention. She has reminded me of how fragile our lives are, how often we take a simple breath for granted, how we always have a choice. We have a choice in how to respond to situations that we're put in. You see, Corrine's life teaches us about perspective, Even as a cancer survivor and fighting for our lives, it's still too easy to get caught up in every day, and we might start taking that for granted. We sometimes forget the why, like why we are here, and we're simply here to make this world a better place by what we go through in life and how we respond to trials and how we can positively impact the lives around us. We aren't here to judge others. We aren't here to talk poorly about other people. We are here to lift each other up and to let our light light shine, as did Kareem. So Kareem, mission accomplished. I imagine that the hardest days are the ones yet to come. The days where people continue on in their lives and you're stuck suffering and in want. The days where you want to pick up the phone or when a notification comes and for a split second you think it's her, you want to hear her voice. And so I offer you this comfort. When those moments happen, when you're about to break, I invite you to inhale Kareem's light. Let it fill your soul and exhale that light into the world. You aren't meant to move on from this, but you can move with it. And it meaning grief. I have been diving into grief a lot lately, trying to make sense of all of this, and I find comfort with the explanation that grief is unexpressed love that we still have for that person, and it doesn't have anywhere to go. Lastly, I want to share with you some words from a book that I'm reading, because I literally have been trying to find comfort anywhere I possibly can. And it's from someone that had a near-death experience and how she explained what happened to her. And as I read these to you, I imagine Corrine saying these words also. Oh my goodness, I feel so incredible. I'm so free and light. How come I'm not feeling any more pain in my body? Where has it all gone? Hey, why does it seem like the surroundings are moving away from me? But I'm not scared. Why am I not scared? Where has my fear gone? Oh, wow, I can't feel or find the fear anymore. I've never felt better in my life. And why does my mom look so frightened and worried? Mom, please don't cry. What's wrong? Are you crying because of me? Don't cry. I'm fine. Really, I am, Mom. I am. It's so beautiful and calm, and I feel healed at last. And some of the better advice I once heard from someone who was going through something really, really challenging, a very wise person and a very beautiful person. She said, does it get better? Some of it does, yes, but I still have my days where I fall to my knees. Stay focused on what's important to you. Live and love your life. Lean into him, him with a capital H. Have a tribe that will support you through the good and the ugly. Put all your faith in him because he will keep you safe. He will keep you strong and he will protect you. Thank you.
0: So can we become better and grow through grief? The short answer is absolutely yes. One friend shared the best of what we've learned was in the depths, not in the glory or highs. And I felt that so much. I started to think more about grief and that maybe we haven't really lived life fully without experiencing it. I look at the human experience on this spectrum of feelings or maybe even a timeline of feelings. Times when we feel happy, joyful, blissful, content and other times where we're suffering. We feel pain, loss and grief. I believe we were meant to feel every possible emotion in this life because it's what living really feels like. This is what it feels like to be human. When I look back at my relationship with Corrine, sometimes I guess I'm not surprised that I had such strong feelings for a friend for someone I had
2: never met in person because I know that when I love my friends, I love them hard. The next day after Corrine's celebration of life, I went to breakfast by myself. I was the first one there, and so when I walked in, they said go ahead and pick a table, and I picked a table for two, so I could stare out the window. They also set the table for two. They brought me two menus, two glasses of water, and I pictured myself having breakfast with Corine. I imagined her telling me what was so good on the menu, and I sat there and wondered if she had sat in the same spot before. We have so much to learn in this lifetime. Sometimes it's going to be easy and other times it is going to be so hard. So with that, be on the lookout for amazing miracles throughout
0: your day, as well as when you grow through grief. That's all for now. I want to thank you.
1: Um, Like I said, I feel like you always have like the right things to say and. your comfort to me like i know i've never even met you and I, I know that's so weird maybe to say but um i feel like more peaceful when when i talk to you about things that are going on so you have that effect on on people you're just very you're very kind human being and i just i thank you for for who you are uh, God placed you in my life, man, for a reason, and um, I don't know the full reason yet, but this is definitely one of them. You're just, you're so kind. So, thank you again. I love you. I will chat with you later. Thank you again.